0: There was no way Emily and I could have predicted when we first sat down with Dana Kelly that it would go over two hours. We made the decision to split our conversation into two episodes instead of condensing it into one. Part one, Be a Good Girl, was released last week, and you're about to listen to part two, Hate is a Cop Out. If you haven't listened to episode 47, Be a Good Girl, yet, we highly recommend that you begin with that one.
1: At the end of part one, we asked Dana to take a poll among her friends regarding vaginal dryness, fact or fiction. Here are the results of the informal survey within the normal margin of error.
2: Hey, Emily and Michelle. So after our vaginal dryness conversation in the podcast, I took it to my young professionals. Um, There were eight of us at dinner that evening for our meeting and the age ranges were 25 to 45. Okay, um, all of our black women were older, uh, I wanna say 35 to 45, and they had no idea about the vaginal dryness, uh, the four black women that were there. And all of our white women were 25 to 35. And they knew about the, three out of the four knew about the vaginal dryness, But the one, she was 27, she didn't know, she was freaking out of her freaking mind and she was Googling vaginal dryness vigorously by the time we were in the middle of the conversation. So I don't know what kind of harm we've caused there. Um, Two, uh, one of the Black women did know about the olive oil, but I should have... Uh, asked a little bit more like what is she using it for then you know but she may still be using it as a lubricant so I don't know I hope these statistics help in our vaginal dryness awareness year here or just podcast season I don't know but anyway I hope those statistics help and thank you guys again for having me on your show and and allowing me to actually do a (laughs) poll <laughs> so to speak <laughs> for this particular subject us women, we us women we should definitely know what's going on with our Vijay um thanks again guys see you later hope this helps here's part two of our conversation with dana kelly
0: Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass,
1: and let's get talking.
0: I want to talk about, and I think i raised this with you at our lunch, our tea or whatever when we met. About the concepts, and forgive my ignorant use of words here, but the concept of intersectionality and how... With the Women's March, which you worked on here in St. Louis, you that you were you are were the you are the point person for the Women's March St. Louis. I'm on um, the board. There's there's a, a ten point persons. There's okay, ten of thank us. You, thank you for clarifying. Oh, wow. So, you're on the board of the Women's March St. Louis, and I went to D.C. for the Women's March, um, and it was an extremely powerful. Um, and then the next year, I marched in St. Louis. I mean, it's just you know, it was I think one of the one of the most rewarding experiences that I've that I've had as 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 a protester, Mm -hmm. as a woman, activist, as an activist, Mm -hmm. and uh, I know, and also like the immigrant march and the Planned Parenthood march. You know, it's like let's put our shoes on, let's go. But I, when there was all this this talk on social media Mm -hmm. uh, about how like intersectionality and the white women speaking for this and that doesn't really relate to what the black women are feeling and as a white woman i i didn't understand where this where these animosity is not the right word but like where these where it was being pulled and i felt I felt embarrassed that I didn't understand what was being said and and it and I and I took a step back because I wanted to like have a better under like try to get a better understanding mm. and as the time has gone on I see things more clearly about what they were trying to say or what they were what they were saying, yet what I was trying to understand, because it wasn't the fact that they were trying to say it; they were stating their piece. It was more me trying to understand what the, that what that meant, and and as a, as a white woman who you know was born into what people would say privilege, although I would have looked at other women and say, no, my my I didn't have it any better than that woman or that woman, but again, I. I wouldn't compare myself to the experiences that my um contemporary black women friends were having. Mm-hmm. So if you would be so kind as to share what that means to what what intersectionality means in a way that I don't have, to, or like I don't have to be embarrassed that I don't understand it. Um, Does, and I know you're not. I'm not yeah, asking I'm you to speak good. for all of yeah. Black women, <laughs> and I understand all of that. But I feel like sometimes that there's a there's just an expectation that we should already understand what it is that that people are putting on social media, yeah. and that we
2: don't, yeah, come from. No, you're right about that. Um, so, the way I have the, the conversation, I think that everybody should have conversations with adults the same way they have them with their children, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: because that's how,
2: you know. Because sometimes
1: understand. that's the common ground of yeah. understanding,
0: right? Yeah. So, um, you're not going to pull out a big book and show me all the diseases all. that are going <laughs> to come from it or anything like that. But, but I think, um, yeah, like an approach of I don't expect you to know exactly what I'm saying right now. But I want you
2: to know. Yeah. Right? Yes. So we're all we've all been through something. We're all in we're all in recovery, right? Mm-hmm. Even if even if you haven't and you can't really pinpoint it, we'd all be standing here in recovery like forefront. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh that's how I see it. Um intersectionality. When it comes to cultures and race and white people being attacked mainly um, I believe and again this is just my opinion and not all black people yeah but hate is tied to your actions not you too yeah. But, uh, white person's actions Because of the lack thereof um, I, The lack I, of understanding lack of action The lack oh. of Complacency The, the lack and, of um, and uh, Acting Consideration for sure. uh, The act of um, An absence uh, of Or, or ignorance and, well, and like you said yeah. you, A lot of you may not know um, But in our, in our defense, we feel like it's like out there, you know, um, and they're, in, they're not just in our history. They're in your history
3: mm-hmm.
2: and they're like really in your history because your families know it firsthand, whereas ours didn't write it. Mm do you mm-hmm. understand what I
0: mean? I might need
2: you to explain, okay. a, expound a little um, bit more. I, I think the clearer way to put it, um, I don't know. Don't I, be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, again, I don't want to offend. But I feel like right now, it would just, that yeah. there's no, yeah, we'll there's no chance
0: to be offensive um, here because it's just a, trying to come to an understanding so that yeah. when a listener, a person that you interact with, is. Is comes across the dialogue because it could. It was very intimidating because I didn't know what, where people were coming from back two years ago when when this was happening. And, and this person's pulling out of this, March, because is that not? It's not in, not inclusive enough. Mm-hmm. It's not intersectional enough. And it was it was such a language that I had not been. Um, I had exposed not had to. exposed to right. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to like put my foot in it, you know. Put you know, and and say something inappropriate. So I just withdrew because I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. So I I wonder how many other women of of no, good probably. intentions mm-hmm. withdrew also because they don't they didn't understand and we want to, but we're we don't know we don't know how to ask the question mm-hmm. without feeling like girl you should already know this
2: yeah uh, i think intersectionality is way too um it's too it's too big of a too, word for too broad, right? yeah it's way too yeah it's too big of a word for what they were saying um if you're bringing up yeah. what they were they were claiming anti-semitism and um uh and that was that was so far from the truth Right. Uh, and so it, it wasn't an intersectionality thing, and and like I said, uh, also that's way too,
3: that's mm-hmm. way We're too big.
2: Like that's it's too big of a. If that was the case, nobody would have been there to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that was that wasn't the reason that some people didn't attend. Yeah, um, and also whenever I would like to say that whenever women successfully organize, they're will always be something like a bomb dropped somewhere um, I, w- I want to make sure to state that because that was that was intersectionality was one of the things they could just throw in the middle of that and when of Who's course'
1: dropping the bomb and why do you see that happening?
2: I think um, white women standing by their husbands, their white husbands huh? who don't understand are. Hmm. Well, and I, I or would dropping those bombs. I, I remember having this the conversation. They voted
0: for Trump,
1: right? <laughs> just to be clear, no, yeah, the, right. the, the, the white women voting. who voted right. for Trump right. are
0: are many, uh, uh, and you know, it's a different generation, but they have the similar mindset of the same women who, when the Equal Rights Amendment came f- forward and only needed like three states to frickin' ratify the thing, women, white women didn't know how to speak up for themselves in the bedroom because that's really where it came down. The man had that control in the bedroom and, and, and they relented. Oh no, I don't... You're right, you're right. We don't need equal rights. And so... That's so sad the ones, bedroom.
2: The ones right now that aren't speaking up are against these mans Yes. Right. They are literally allowing the, the legislators to punish persons who are victims of incest and rape. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't be a woman and support a legislator be it your husband like this to me this is the time to say hold on wait a minute what mm-hmm. the fuck did you just say? Yeah, right. Right? No, because in the rural areas, uh, and it's happening in the inner city and in the disenfranchised communities as well, Planned Parenthood is absolutely the provider of a lot of persons. When I was a displaced teenager, that is where I relied on my reproductive and sexual health, mm-hmm. um, medical, treatment. medical my yeah. treatment. Um, and I'll get back to that in just a second. Yeah. But in our rural areas, is are the little white girls by the way yeah mm-hmm. that are having and are boarding their families' children and I'm not making this up this is actual like facts. Yeah. I and mean, this is like they're they're in statistics so yeah. they they are victims of incest and would you help, help us find b- and rape. share
1: some of those i mean uh, if you're happy you have you do You
2: can go to NARAL's uh, statistics okay. uh, NARAL.org you know .org or Planned Parenthood.org, and they have statistics set up great right. yeah for we'll years will make sure to share that and and a big reason as to why i've supported them over the years mm-hmm. um and being a victim myself and no i wasn't um, impregnated no but I do know um, if it were my daughter and if it were me I would have not wanted to be pregnant mm-hmm, I yeah. would have wanted to have that mental health help
3: mm-hmm. I would
2: have wanted to have the reproductive health help covered in insurance because my parents didn't have that type of money Those means. when I was coming up right? Um, and it, it, for yeah. the girls now, I would want that reproductive health help in their insurance and Medicaid and things of that nature. The girls don't deserve to not have that type of coverage You're absolutely because something right. bad yeah. happens to it, them. It just
1: perpetuate. I mean, it's perpetuating
2: poverty. It is, and lack
0: of choices for for mm-hmm. young women.
2: I mean, I mean, it's perpetuating poverty, but it's also punishing mm-hmm. the ones who are uh, already the uh victims of poverty. Right. Cuz yeah. let's face, I mean the people who are in disenfranchised neighborhoods the ones who are um in the those are the people who will suffer the most mm-hmm. because, they, because don't they don't have access. any they they don't, they don't have, have any access to that type
0: of care to, to prenatal care much less you know yeah. so they're at a higher risk of dying to deliver that child that they are being forced to carry mm-hmm. because of the state of Missouri's um Missouri's Draconian,
2: already, uh, abortion yeah. law is the other highest states. rated in women That's of true. color um, dying at yeah. birth. Dying at during childbirth. And you now want to force them to give birth one. But, and is that bec- but you want
1: is that because of the access to better health care and the lack, uh, of, lack of access. Right. Yeah, right. The lack of access. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
2: I think it, I think so. I don't know. It's, for coor- sure. it's
0: a coordinated um, campaign, and and that's the, the that's an air quotes campaign because you know it's not like they're mm-hmm. like you know putting out you know brochures on how we're going to keep you down, but the fact that w- women continue to vote against their best interests yeah. in our state of Missouri is.
2: Crazy it's in mind-boggling. my mind. It's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. This is, this is a. This is not only just an attack on women. Uh, it's, it's more to me an attack on women of color. But it is an attack on women. And the legislators are letting us know every day. And I've said this already, but they don't give a shit about you. No, they don't care about us as women. Mm-hmm. They don't. That then you don't have to vote for them because they don't need you. Right. Um. So if they're telling you every day. Fuck you, fuck your kids, because that's what they're saying. If they're saying they don't care about your health, they don't care about your kids either. Because you don't have to be alive; you have to be alive to take care of your kids, right? Right. So, you know, right. Well, like, you know, we don't they don't care about but, you. Like they right. say, the
0: only reason, the only time they ever worry about your kids is as long as it's a fetus inside your body. That's but it. as soon as it comes out, as soon as it's birthed out of the vagina, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I don't know. That's, yeah. that's that's your problem. That's now. your problem. You should you shouldn't have been sleeping around. You shouldn't have been yeah. walking down this street. And happened you to get pregnant, and they pro life been until, wearing those yeah. short skirts,
2: yeah. and they pro life until the prison the pipeline comes up, and then they pro life also until the mental health patient that you told that you may have this baby kill said baby, and then give her a life sentence for doing mm-hmm. doing that. Right. Right. So it, I think that I think it's just the like it's, it's a perpetual cycle. Um, so
1: you know what led you down this path of activism?
2: Um, my son. Uh, I didn't know, nor I didn't know I had any fight in me. To be honest with you, uh, my son was born with uh, tuberous sclerosis. Uh, my twenty-five-year-old he has tubers of the brain, heart, and kidney. Oh wow! Um, uh, I was fifteen, and I was fifteen when I found out I was pregnant. Um, I was a runaway. Did you consider oh, abortion? Oh yeah, I wanted to have abortion, but my mom would not let me. Uh, she's Christian, and it was just, it was not, it was a no-go. She she said that I needed to, um, I need to pay for what I've done. And, and we just, it just wasn't what, it wasn't in God's plan. Mm-hmm. It was just a whole lot of excuses and it was just a whole lot of no's. Mm-hmm. I was going to be a 15-year-old mother. And, um.
1: But your story wasn't that simple. It wasn't like you were a promiscuous
2: young teen. No, no. I was... Um, I, I said it went back, but just what happened to me at 11, I started drinking when I was 12. Um, I started... and I, I was probably drinking until I passed out by the time I was 14. And this and, is a way
1: that you coped with that trauma.
2: And I didn't realize that again, so mm-hmm. I was like a lot older, but... You know, mm-hmm. I had developed a drinking habit at very, very young. I was even arriving at school, seventh grade, drunk already. Oh, my goodness. And because I was a straight A student, nobody noticed. Nobody noticed. They didn't care. Wow. And I was. that's one of the things I actually talk about a lot. Um, when the students... You know, of course, if you have bad grades or if you're, you know, Act you, up you class. Up yeah. not just a smart ass, because like, I was a smart ass. I was correcting uh, teachers and different things of that nature, but I was usually correct. Uh, but <laughs> they um, but if you are if you're doing, you know, if you're fighting, if you're doing, you know, those types of things, then you get a little of it, a little attention. They would notice. Mm-hmm. But because you were quiet. I was just oh I wasn't quiet, no but was just did my work or, yeah I did my work yeah. i was in I was in choir i was in uh, I was in show choir, I was in sports um I did my thing you were an achieving I was, yeah. young girl and so they didn't they didn't notice mm-hmm. you they weren't somebody notice. they worried about, yeah because, not at you, all.
0: because you you continued to pass not at all uh, I under was on um, radar
2: highly functioning <laughs> yeah. highly functioning, and yeah. that was crazy at thirteen yeah. or fourteen years old.
1: So at 15, you got pregnant. At 15, I got pregnant. Um, no,
0: let's just change the words. You were impregnated, I was impregnated. because it wasn't right. like you're walking down the street. And you're like, oh,
2: hey, today, yeah. let me yeah. get pregnant.
0: You yeah. you, it, you know, it, it happened to you.
2: It happened. We were, um, I went to my cousin's birthday party. It was a sleepover and we were drinking and um, I was 15. So there was plenty of drugs and mm-hmm. um, alcohol and different things of that nature. We got actually got into a fight that night. You and your boyfriend um, at the time, or just you? No, and... just me and my girls. Oh wow! Uh, we got into a brawl in the in the lobby, Holiday. <laughs> really, oh my It was really bad. It was really bad. Um, uh, but got into a brawl that night, and uh, so I knew that was where kind of my face got kind of messed up and stuff. And um, but three months later, I was pregnant. You and found out you I found out I was pregnant, and, and uh,
1: so you actually weren't aware at that point that you had was, actually had intercourse that night,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we, I didn't. I was like, oh my god, you know what the hell? I wasn't a virgin, so right. I didn't. um Yeah, we didn't. I, I called my boyfriend to let him know, and he was like, what? you know I was, <laughs> you know he he explained to me everything that happened and he is not the type he was not the type to take advantage of me so i know that what he felt happened is what happened mm-hmm. and um and we had a we had a baby boy and um he was born with tuberous sclerosis okay yeah he um and we didn't find out until way later um and it wasn't from lack of trying he mm-hmm. was a year old before he, um, before he was crawling. He, yeah, that's, that's delayed. Yeah, that's way delayed. Yeah. You know, he was a year and a half. Um, I don't, I, was gonna, I think way, he was over a year and a half before he started walking. And so we, I was questioning the doctors, questioning the doctors, but it wasn't until he was four and not really even articulating words um, before he was tested.
1: What was your family support like during this time?
2: Uh, well, I wasn't at home. Um, we had, uh, I had a very uh, tumultuous relationship with my mother. Mm -hmm. Um, It was one of those things like we, we, we clashed a lot. It was two very, very hurt women. My Mm -hmm. mom had, um, my mom and my dad split up and she, she took it really hard. You know, hindsight, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't know this back then. I was just an entitled brat back then, <laughs> like you know. But you're my I, mom. Do so yeah, sure. so Be entitled, here for me. Yeah. I you need know, you, know, you. I'm hurt. You know. And I thing. and I
0: can hear you. You know, but I I would want you to maybe change those words about being an entitled brat,
3: mm-hmm. because
0: you were a 13, 14 year old girl. There's not a brat in there. That's a that's a broken. You know. You right. mentioned those words before. Yeah. So. Um, you yeah. Try
2: Yeah. Well I, was I, I say. mean I like
0: again, it's yeah. like here I am, you know, I'm sitting yeah. on my little my little fancy little porch and I'm telling you how you need to feel and I'm not no, trying to tell you okay. how to feel. It's just one of these things that somebody told me a long time ago is if you shift your words a little yeah. bit it changes the dynamic and you don't diminish what you who you were at thirteen and fourteen years old. And that's all Yeah I'm well, trying I, to say there. For
2: my mom's sake. Because my mom didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. She had no clue. Because you hadn't told because her. Because I hadn't told her right. anything. All she is just like, I don't know why this girl's acting out. Okay. I don't know what I can do. And then she's sitting hurt herself.
0: And broken And, and like I and, said, and
2: hindsight, yeah. we were two broken young we were two broken women, um, just going through every motion that uh, I as a fifteen year old girl should not. Absolutely, have not been experiencing. I was supposed to be experiencing childhood still. Yeah, yeah. and um, my mom should have been in the right mind state, the right state of mind to be able to deal with her fifteen-year-old girl.
1: Right, but she was
2: know? going through. A but different she was grief going through and... some other stuff too. Right, you know, we were both hurting on this massive level, mm-hmm. and just crashing into each other emotionally. Um, and so it just felt. It felt better sleeping in abandoned cars than sleeping in under my mother's house. roof.
1: It just did. Oh my gosh. Did. And Absolutely.
2: um
1: And that's you were doing that while you were pregnant pregnant.
2: And I and um and Where was your he was dad? Born, he was he wasn't we didn't they didn't live to they didn't he live didn't, there. Didn't have a relationship with at the time. Not really. He was he was with someone new and he wasn't around. We didn't have a relationship. Did you know you were pregnant? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, so there was often on times like when, um, when I turned 16, uh, I was back in my mom's house. Um, but it was, it didn't last really long because mm-hmm. again, I, we, we crashed mm-hmm. you know, a lot. So
0: where was and your, so, your extended family of 40 cousins and mm-hmm. you know, where, I
2: mean, any after of them? I got pregnant, it was a lot of, it was a lot of judgment. My mom went through a lot with them too, with the, you know, well, we don't. They didn't want me near their daughters because um, it's because it's me. a virus. Yeah. You didn't want to catch the virus. <laughs> Bad
1: influence here. And the they pregnancy virus is terrible. It like it, it spreads like
2: it's a plague. It. You yeah. know, in, yeah. And so it, it was one of those things, and, and it's something that they regret for sure. Um, they wish, as grown women now, yes, and grown yeah. adults, they look back and go, but, and these are the adults at the time, though. That it wasn't my cousins. It wasn't, it wasn't your peers. It was my, yeah, it was it was aunts, her brothers uncles. and sisters. Yeah, Isolating That you. kept us yeah. away. That kept wow. their kids away from me. Yeah, it wasn't my cousins. Wow. Mm-mm. So your son they, was, We didn't understand why we couldn't see each other anymore.
1: So your son was born. Mm-hmm. And were you
2: homeless at the time he was born? At the time he was born. No, I had been back at my mom's. Okay. But he wasn't, he wasn't two months before I left. Okay, yeah. and he
1: um, so and there were no signs when he was a baby that he had this
2: um, ailment. No, he was um, such a he was such a cute baby. Like, yeah, he has no because you uh, use condoms. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, looked, the, like because, yeah, you know, we'd use yeah. condoms and therefore he was a cute therefore, baby, he was a cute you
2: baby. know, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, he was, a, he, he looked, and like even today, like he just, and that, that was always one of the things, like he looked, he was always this really big, beautiful boy. Mm-hmm. And the only time you really knew that anything was going on is when he started speaking. Mm. Um And so they, oh. Oh, well, where's your mom? You know, and that was the only that was the only time, the only, only way you could really tell. That so he was you started delayed.
1: noticing he was delayed when he was. You were uh, saying crawling. Crawling. Not it, it was like, early. Like, you,
2: like I, I told the doctors, like he should be crawling by now. Yeah, he should be walking by now. And they would say, well, you know, all kids develop uh, different different ages. Right. Blah blah blah. Nope. Like, you know, even yeah. at different ages, we're supposed to have this. But they uh, finally sent us to be tested. Uh, he was around four, right? Maybe right before he turned four. Like mm-hmm. before preschool. Um, like, like before pre-K. Uh. Um, And that was when we found out about the tuberous sclerosis and that it was and what, hereditary. What does that do? And so um, depending on its location in the brain, heart, and kidney, it could be uh, life-threatening. Um, Okay, um, and it could also cause learning uh, deficiencies, learning delays, and mm-hmm. and so back then they they enti- they titled it mentally retarded. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was, stamped. but on,
0: but not in a Down syndrome kind of way,
2: not because like, he because he, did he look as if he were Down syndrome? So I honestly I don't know the difference. Between, I don't know Down syndrome mental retardation. I don't know the
3: the difference. I, I know that or... with
2: Down syndrome there's a there is a look, and I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm being offensive. Um, but I knew that's the, that's my that's my length of knowledge on Down okay. syndrome. Um, but I thought that there were with Down, well, actually so with Down syndrome children though, I thought that they had a a, a very like a like a high intellect though. But they just like, it's a
0: there's a it's a chromosome oh, it yeah. it's a chromosome thing that leads it to Down syndrome. But when but I remember before we referred to people at with Down syndrome and disabled, it was almost like there was a a blanket uh, a classification of mm-hmm. anybody that was not. Uh, and these are air quotes. Air quotes. Oh, you can tell I've had a little bit of this rose <laughs> air quotes normal. Mm-hmm. It would have been like the mental retardation. It was like that was just sort of like mm-hmm. a blanket, wipe everybody with that. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I was asking you. Well
2: they didn't put them. they didn't put him in with that. Well, he was in the classroom with Down syndrome children though.
0: But mm-hmm. yeah. But, but there was a clear difference between yes. them. Okay. Yes. Him your your son and, and the children who had Down syndrome. Right. Although they were getting the same treatment would Uh, you say like the same education like the same classroom
2: classroom but they weren't getting the same education that was a big part of why I like that was what started my activism actually that's where we um outside of cursing at the doctors and basically having to tell the doctor like what would you do if it were your son like look past me look past the fact that I don't have anything if it were your son if I were you you were me Give me the advice that you want somebody to give you for your son. Forget the fact mm-hmm. that I can't afford shit. Like, just tell me as if I have it. Right. Like, And that's what I want to go. Give me a starting point. Mm-hmm. And that was when he gave me the information. And wow. seriously, after you pushed him like that? What yeah. Was, I
0: mean, before, was he just telling you, oh, you little woman, you just leave with your baby yeah. and don't come child.
2: back? Yeah, child. I need you to calm down to, you know things oh like this. God. they always talk to me like that because I mean of course i mean 18, nineteen I look like I was eleven or twelve, so, uh, you know I mean my yeah you know, I just so I they did. they
0: they came with to your appointments as doctors with their own biases right there, oh yeah. they weren't hidden at all,
2: yeah, 'cause you know I would come in with my three year old and mm. um where is his mother, mm-hmm. you know one left right looking all around. right well, i'm here it's me you know uh okay and when he was one i wasn't even of legal age really like we were both seeing our pediatricians <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. it was, yeah it was interesting we both had the same pediatrician <laughs> but um what but was yeah. the um if you, uh, if you don't mind
0: me asking uh when you were get when he you were given his diagnosis explanation
2: was there a life expectancy that came with that? Oh yeah, so he um, when they finally gave us his diagnosis, I was actually getting to that. Um, the tubers of the brain, heart, and kidney, depending on where they're they are placed, uh, so his tuber in his brain causes a, a learning delay where he is um on average six years behind.
0: Wow. And, and this and is not that, operable
2: operable to
0: take like remove the tuber or whatever. No. Okay. And
1: will that cap out at a certain point? Or is it is it just it's just it's delayed, but the capacity to ever grow is there.
2: So I the, the, I don't know, that's very it's very vague. Um because they didn't they don't have a they didn't have a lot of experience with it back then. Um where it was in his heart was right at the valve and so because of its placement at the heart they explained that he may not be able to or they gave me a life expectancy of 19 Mm. and they gave me his um they said that he may be able to learn right around sixth grade okay and um how old is he now he's 25 He's so 25. He's he'll, well, I'm sorry, he'll be 25 in August. I that's keep saying that. Yeah, I asked yeah. him. Like, yeah. He'll so be he's 25. exceeded in August. what the doctors Absolutely. had given you. And he's in his fifth year. Oh, no, I see. Sorry. He's in his sixth year at Harrisville State University oh, with wonderful. Uh, learning assistants. Oh, that's yes. just great. I keep What I keep is he studying? His age. Huh. That's fantastic. what is he studying? He's uh, studying information technology. Oh my gosh! Yes. that's great. Yes, I'm extremely excited for him. He's not a quitter. So he knew it was going to take a lot longer for him to get his bachelor's, and he's just there. So, yeah, but you said
0: he's not a quitter. No. But
2: you know why? Kinda like you. You know why? <laughs> because his mom wasn't a quitter, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Super yes.
1: achiever. Yeah. You didn't.
0: You didn't say, okay, yes, you're right, doctor. I don't have anything. Thank you very much. Let me take my baby and go slunk in a, slink off into a corner.
2: Oh no! I mean, no, no no no! I it, like no. the fight. And you came out. Absolutely. Like I said, he's the reason like that. He gave me all the things I could. And I started finding like different grants and different people that are pay for the MRI and, you know, and these programs they give, you know, th- there's like a whole lot of programs out there <laughs> where they pay and, or will give you the test, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. just have to apply for it. Find out. You have to plan- yeah. yeah. You have to apply for it. You find out. And so um, that part, and then, um, the city schools uh, unfortunately which I think I told you guys about this um the city schools didn't his, he needed occupational therapy he needed speech therapy mm-hmm. he needed um, he needed counseling yeah uh, he needed so many different mm-hmm. he needed just like this laundry list of things and of course all of those things were provided in um, the parkway school district okay for free and all I had to do was live out there. So I sold everything I had and I got an apartment and we didn't have any furniture. My sons had their beds Mm -hmm. and I had a mattress on the floor for a year. And a half. So
0: was this during <laughs> your voluntary
2: celibacy time with the right. mattress on the floor? <laughs> Actually, it wasn't. <laughs> I is, got it, <laughs> is that plenty? this maybe that's the key. Maybe maybe the mattress a on the floor off time. the
0: floor is keeping all this from happening. Yes.
2: But you move more. I have the more I don't get. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, crazy so, how that works.
3: So
0: mm-hmm. you moved out there. You advocated for your son. You you know you made sure that he was was on the path he needed to be. I mean, what success he's had right now. And you have had with him 25, almost 25.
2: Yeah. Almost. 25, um, yeah.
0: Almost graduating from Harris Stowe. Um,
2: Going to be able to live on his own. Right. So uh he moved out um with a roommate. So he was at Harris Stowe, but um, he would come home, you know, yeah. for, you know, the holidays and the summer and stuff. And actually, He's he's great. He he would do a work study, so he would mm-hmm. be gone for the summer too. So, um, for the last couple of years, but he moved out with a roommate on the twenty third of May. I think it was the twenty third. Wow. Couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. You coping? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm wonderful. <laughs> like it's it's you know it's a step. So, yeah. Because my 21 year old he moved out. Um. So you're an empty nester now. No, 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 no a I'm at Eleven less. and five. Oh, that's yeah. right. Let somebody talk me into marriage again. <laughs> like what?
0: So he's on his own. They're 21 years old, and you still have your 11 and five year old. Yeah. And you know, I know that we had. Briefly talked, mentioned, and tried to explain um, the intersectionality bit, yeah. but I let's. And you said it was, it's such a big word, right? Yeah. It's such a big word, and there's so much within it, and and people people can be intimidated by it. Right. And, and I, you know, I'm gonna say I was intimidated by the word because I want I want to be somebody that is an an advocate and an ally and and i don't want to um
1: well we want to encourage these conversations encourage conversations
0: but i also don't want to be dismissive because i of somebody else's place and situation because i don't understand it Hmm. so and i and again this you know it's like we ask Sam, you're the, you're the guy. So you have to ask for all the, answer for all the guys. <laughs> and I'm not asking you to answer for every, every woman of color. You're but fine. what would, what would be like a really good first step to help? I mean, we're, cause we're women. We right. are women at our core. We're women. But I know that the white woman's experience is not the black woman's experience. Right. And no matter what, no matter how hard I try I still will never experience what a black woman, or a woman of color experiences. See, again, that's my age. Mm -hmm. But what what would be an acceptable first step for a white woman to make that
2: overture to a woman of color to bring it closer? I think what you're doing now is just asking... Right. And I can't promise that every like I, yeah, I answer when when white women ask me unless I feel like they're being condescending. Right. But Mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, they're not. I had um what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. and, And that's asking. That's brave as hell to me. And I would be and I would feel insensitive to to brush you off and to not give you. Um, an An answer answer or and and or lead you or guide you in the right direction i don't have all the great words for you and the and the greatest of guidance Mm -hmm. there's rarely like anything that offends me so um i wouldn't be like the person like the key person on that but i know um i know five like off the just off the top of my head women black women that know everything that offends black women right off like right off the cuff. they, they can name it, they got it, they, they got have the top 10 things they got a t shirt like, going right on. And I, and I can put you in <laughs> contact. So you know, and if they and if you ask me something, yeah, you know, I can say, Hey, is this offend because I wasn't offended and you know, this there was this woman, um, and I, I, this was my very it wasn't my first, but it was the first time I was taken back though. Um, It wasn't my first racially, like, you know, um, charged question. But she said, how do I, Dana, how do I, how do I stop crossing the street or grabbing my purse or, mm. you know, getting scared when I see a person like your husband walking towards me?
1: Oh, my God.
2: And she stopped the room. Like, everybody was, like, looking and Right. Waiting, and my team was looking like.
0: Did she really say do that? We
2: get Dana, like, you know? right. <laughs> like, what do we, what do we do? And I, I said, I'm glad you asked. Mm-hmm. And everybody was, it was like a calm went across the room. And I, because at that point, I realized it was my responsibility to handle that moment correctly. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I understand, I understand my sisters. When they say they're tired of the responsibility, but we will never, ever, ever get change unless yeah. we take it on. Like, you know, so all of us don't have to do it. But um, I think it would be better if most of us who have the knowledge will. Yeah. So so what I did think you tell asking her? those questions. What, oh, what did you tell her? I told her that the first this right here. Yeah. I, I thanked her yeah. because this is the most, for, for being as vulnerable as she was that day.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
2: fact that she's she's internalized that, it shows that it hurt her. Yeah. Um, and it shows that it bothered her because she's like, you know, it was my husband. At the time he was my husband and it was him that she feared. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't just any average a black person, it was actually him. And she realized it was her state representative that wow. she was clenching her purse and crossing the street. And crossing the street away from the person she voted for. Yeah.
0: Amazing. But oh. her vulnerability in saying that is, is that I that she said and admitted in front of everybody that I Yeah grab my purse, I clutch it and I cross the street, the street for every man of
2: color for every when man I'm of color for blood. your husband and I realized who's my that, state rep who's my state rep I voted for this man yeah. and every man that looks like him scares me what do I do and I, I just advised her to get to know more of him
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: because really realistically um, and, and we've spoken about this too we and young, young young lady that was here earlier today. We segregate ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's statistically known. We we're friends and we live around what we are, who we are, culturally, mm-hmm. you know, ethnically. Um, we, Expand your your circle, we don't, right? Yeah, and, and we aren't intentional about it so our parents put us in these these bubbles right Yeah. but it has to be in what our generation is doing now is they are intentional about expanding their circles yeah they're intentional about expanding their cultural awareness Um, not so much as about uh, not as intentional as they should be about their cultural sensitivity but Mm -hmm. they are at least intentional about the awareness and their knowledge yeah and knowing more helps you do better. Um, it's supposed to. It could also hurt a lot more. But but knowing more, uh, well, I think it leads more star, to doing better. And
0: right? I, I I so appreciate your willingness to receive questions mm-hmm. and to and and to like hear. And be present in that moment that that any person is asking you a question, uh, a white woman, a woman of color, whatever it is, um, whoever it is. Uh, how, and again, in from your from your perspective, your point You're of view. Okay,
3: Michelle, um,
0: <laughs> how would you? What would you suggest? To our listeners, to help them guide their interactions and their conversations, because I am going to put myself on the limit there. But you probably have questions
1: about what it's like to be a white woman. Well, (laughs) and and I think I I think it's open it. I think it's important too to open this up just cross culturally. Like this isn't just. I mean, it's not all
0: Sex in the City. Let me just tell you that it's not all Sex in the City these days. But. But we also we assume that, you know, everything about what it's like to be a white woman. What is it like? I mean, I do you know. ever do you ever wonder what it's like for that white woman who's married to a man and she voted for Trump? I mean, like, what is like what I can't
1: speak to that woman? I know, but. No, but like what like what makes
0: what makes her tick? And, um, and, and you know, but I'm not I'm oh, this is not a this is definitely not a confrontational kind of thing, but
2: I've learned something though about white women just recently and you guys can speak to this. We have I we mean, have
0: dry vaginas at age fifty.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was very recent I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> um one of my I'm in this group, uh there's a couple of different things that have helped me and my and my white counterparts. Um, coming to the table with um, Heather Fleming, one of my really, really good friends. She has a book out. It's called My Black Friend Says, right? Okay. It's amazing. I, I read it. I'm not even like that person just because she's my friend to be like, yeah, it's, you know, but I was reading it and I, I like almost finished it in one sitting because it was like spot on. It was crazy. My Black Friend Says. Um, but she has these groups called Coming to the Table. And that's actually the lady who asked me about my husband and crossing the street and stuff. Okay. I invited her there. And she's, she hasn't missed one yet. Wow. So we have and and have This is those, happening in St. Louis. This is happening in St. Louis. Wow, this is and exciting. It's, it's actually like, a, so she brings the different cultures and food and stuff like that. Like all different types of foods and stuff. And we eat, we eat samosas, we eat... Um, uh, Qdoba too, I guess I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, it's like I was very insulting. Sorry, <laughs> we don't eat <need> Qdoba, <laughs> but no, it was like all these different things. Yeah. Um. So, uh, it, it it's a great spread. I just can't name it right now. But um. But there's a lot of different cultures, and we have these. We I call we champion these conversations, okay. right? Okay. Um. Uh, and so yeah. So that that's one thing that happens, and then the other thing, um. And, and, and it, it really it went out of my head when I started talking about that or whatever. But um, I'm going to remember it later. Yeah, sure. But, so, <laughs> no worries. No worries. But the, the one thing that we talked about before and asking um, questions about white women. Oh, no. The other thing I'm in is Touchy Topic Tuesdays. Um, Touchy Topic Tuesdays. It's it's TTT, Touchy Topic Tuesdays, and we also tackle racially like charged issues and and questions and and different things of that nature. And it's it's way more. um, It's it's extremely diverse as well. But we we these are just this is a group, um, and we meet every Tuesday morning. Um, and some of them meet on Tuesday evenings. There's a like a Kirkwood group. There's some, there's a city, like a South City group and a, another group. I'm, I'm very new. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm only like nine and 10 maybe. Um, Will you provide us these links yeah. to whatever these organizations uh, are? I think I can. I think our... Touchy Topic Tuesdays, I think it's a closed group, but I think there's like other stuff out there that's okay. public.
0: Similar to it? He, well, no,
2: it's public. Some okay. of the stuff that's out there is public, but you have to be a member in order to attend like the forums. Okay. But anyway, we have like I can I'll explain that stuff to you later. Well, anyway, the white there was my friend. There was a friend of mine at Touchy Topic at TTT, and she said that, and this, this opened my eyes to a lot. Okay, and almost made me feel bad for white women.
0: <laughs> this close, this close. Right? <laughs> and, yeah, and if you if this you look on our YouTube channel, but, oh, you can see how tiny like that little how fraction
2: how is. Eek. Yeah, so, it's not
0: nearly as <laughs> tiny as a little tiny
2: violin people can play for she, folks, but... And she said, no, that wasn't what she was reaching for. It really wasn't. But she said that when, um, with white women and how they, how you're raised to, when you're, when you're, you're raised to speak in as far as like what people want to hear and not your own mind. Yeah. And, um when you are doing it's what people want you to do it's never your agency yeah yeah i don't think
1: that's just a a white woman thing do you yeah it is really (laughs) (laughs) okay that is like
2: mind-blown moment you thought that was like a woman thing yes nope i never heard anything like that in my life when she said that to me and it may be and it may be other cultures like because i can see that being like my my grandma Like my my, age, a
3: generation. Yeah.
2: And and, like I can see that in another country. I can think of, yeah. But I had no, did not think about that with white women at all. Because I always thought that you had the freedoms to do with whatever, you know, which you do. But if you were brainwashed pretty early to do how you are told and think, how people want or think or think how people want you to think. And do how people want you to do. That's brainwashing, and that's. I mean, that's,
1: there's there's cultures all around the world that have that right. Well, but I
2: think right? you're right on spot on with that because we crazy, did a sorry. whole we
1: did a whole live
0: show about <laughs> like how to be the best wife in 1950s right, or something. You know, right. it was everything about being. You didn't make your own decisions then. It was all right. about make like how you made this home for him and what he needed to hear and how you needed to dress for. Him him and well we so, were told those things too but like
2: I, I don't know well
0: just like when we had the conversation and with my mom and she said when i got my voice at 40 well the marriage ended right mm-hmm. so and you know my mom you know i i think there's a lot more um i think your your, your friend was spot on that there's a lot of a lot of white women who who behave exactly them. like they are expected to behave yeah. and speak exactly like they're expected to speak instead of being true and honest to who they are inside. Yeah.
1: I I, I love this idea, though. You, you talked about, Dana, you know, being a champion of tough conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, I mean, that is something that I think our Clitorati, the people that listen to our show, like Clitorati, this, is, <laughs> this is what we try to do during our shows is learn more about the life that others lead. And um, let's ask questions. Let's, let's bring a greater understanding to the table. Let's, let's break these barriers down and help each other.
0: Right. And, and I think the, like, one of the beautiful things about our conversations are that we are having them in person in 3D. And I think a lot of times it's hard when you're interacting on a social media. It's a, it's a two dimensional world. It's, it's, I'm going to write and then you're going to write. And it's not, you can't feel, you can't sense, you can't get an idea of who it is that you're asking the question from or a question of and the answers from. Um, so I, in my, From my big steeple in the sky, I, I want people to have conversations like this in real time mm-hmm. and in real life. And I love your Touchy Topic Tuesdays and, and the other group that you mentioned right before then. I, coming to the table. Coming to the table. Those are absolutely remarkable I would. I wouldn't love more information on on, information both, on both on both of those things. If we can share them with our listeners, I want to share them with our listeners. But you know, take take anything that you heard today, other than, you know, the state of Michelle's vagina. But anyway, <laughs> take anything that you heard today and have find. I guess find that friend. Yes. Then you can. Then you feel you can ask those questions to, and that friend's still going to be your friend. Right. Yes. Then you can say, "Okay, can, you know, why why can't I touch your
2: hair? Like
0: I hear don't him, right? touch.
2: Do not right touch your friend's hair. Just just don't. They're not an animal in the zoo. Like that's just not <laughs> a thing." Their fur doesn't feel any different. Like, just don't fucking do it. It's but then But the cool. question is, is,
0: like, why, and I reflect about it, it's like, why do we feel we want to touch their hair? You know, it's like, and then I think back, it's like, why Why do people do that? Because I don't go up to Emily and rub her hair
2: when it's I see a, her. It's
0: like, oh, hey, girl, how you doing? I don't do that. <laughs> see,
2: that's the thing. So, uh, <laughs> that goes back to It's like, so you do it. You don't do it. But some white some people, people do. do because they can't. Uh, do you think
1: it's that they it's feel entitled things, to,
2: or do you think it's a
1: curiosity? Like, gosh, that's gorgeous! Mm-hmm. It's so different than what I have, it's and it's an, it's like an entitlement,
2: a, and it's a power move. Really, absolutely, because nobody, no, nobody on Earth, no, everybody on Earth knows not to pet anything other than dogs. And cats. or cats. Well, quite animals. frankly, I don't, I don't think it's cool like to
1: cats. pet a dog without asking if they can pet the dog either. I mean, well, dogs want to you know. be pet.
2: They, they <laughs> not all do. Some might bite you, and then all of a sudden I, I, they run up. They they ask. They they hit. They you know they pants and do all the extra stuff. They ask for it. Some dogs ask for a it. A lot of dogs don't. My little oh, dog is about to turn into me too. Yeah, now I'm just playing. no, I'm. I'm <laughs> well, saying. right, but I, I do think that what what
0: you know, I but from coming from my point of my my lived experience, I have n- I haven't gone up and, and rubbed somebody's hair, you know, no. white or or black or you know, Asian Any or whatever. Hair, yeah. but that doesn't mean that it isn't happening. And mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the key for everybody to take away is like you yourself may not be behaving in that manner mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that that, that behavior is not happening mm-hmm. and so you should and I don't like to use the word should because that sounds like a mom um, but be Perhaps conscious be aware. and be yeah. aware mm-hmm. and don't dismiss somebody else's experience because you yourself have not
2: done that. Yeah. Does that if make you sense? you want to feel a, a black person's hair become a perfect braider like and they will let you feel their like, hair all honestly, the time. <laughs> like and you and you, when your friend finds out that you can braid really well, then likely they will say, "Well, you can braid my hair," and they will invite you into feeling their hair. You don't even have to ask them because they're going to say, "Hey, braid my hair like you braided your hair." Mm-hmm. And then you'll feel a black person's hair. But other than that, that's, it. <laughs> hands that's
1: off. all you got hands mm-hmm. off. Yeah. That's all you got. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you have any of those tough questions for us while we're here? Do we oh. want to close out with a tough question for us?
2: <laughs> um, so I asked this, I think I actually asked this before, but I don't know if you found the answer. So we were, I was talking yeah. to my girlfriend and, um, We were talking about how, like, black women get—or black women and men, like, they don't like seeing a black woman with a white man. Oh. They get real tied up in the face.
1: Okay. Black men do?
2: Black men, they don't like—they don't like, especially now in our culture, and we we do, we have a hard time talking to—talking our black men down when they see a good black woman with a white man. A lot of my, I I, I say a lot, but I have a few black friends who are now married to white men and they are Jewish. And I was told that's a different, that's a different thing. They're not white. They're Jewish. I was told that's different. Wow. I was was just told that when I had to do the poll. Yeah. Um, And it was like, no, no, no. We're married to Jewish men. And I was like, okay. And even my white friend, uh, my white guy friend, he corrected me. He was like, no, they're married to Jewish men. It's not, it's not it's different. I was like, okay. I don't know that. I don't know that. So anyways, but they're, they're married to Jewish men. And so um, the black men, we do have to talk them down, right? And back in the day, I think, Black women don't care anymore now, but back in the day we did. Like we used to Mm -hmm. go, "What? Why? What? You know? How could you? You know? Why is he dating a white woman? Yeah, like betraying, like a betrayal of some kind. Yeah. Um. So, but so now, but I posed this question to a friend of mine, and neither one of us, because we're black, didn't know. Um, and you said you would find out, and if a white woman gets twisted about uh the same thing, like a, a, white, a white man, man dating, dating a black, a black woman. woman.
1: So, I can only speak to my personal experience on that. Oh, you um, and Paul, like We, we, uh, we haven't pulled, po- I haven't Emily. pulled. But oh, well, we can I'm going to speak for
0: all white women. Don't I mean, let Emily talk <laughs> and then I'm going to okay. speak for all white women. Okay. <laughs>
1: Alright, so, no, I have not done the poll, but we could okay. do a poll. I think it would be really interesting. I, you know, I, I have multiple friends that have um, white men dating black women, and um, personally, I'm all about the candidate. I, you know, like it, 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 I don't, I don't care uh, where you're from um, or your race or all those things. If if you're of a great person, you know, um, I also find it intriguing when somebody is going outside of their culture. And, um, I, you know, that's, that to me is something that I celebrate. So I don't know. I'm maybe a little, I'm not the best test candidate here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have not personally been upset when friends have, you know, gone outside of.
0: Yeah, I, you I know. have not been upset either, but I do remember one time, um, when I had come home from college one uh, I think um, must have been spring break or something, and I went to school in Mississippi, my undergraduate and graduate degree, and I had been because you had I was in a sorority, and you always had to have extracurricular activities. And um, so I was part of the basketball booster group, right? You know, I think we were called the gold tenders or something like that. Gold tenders? Because our colors right? were gold. Uh. We were like gold tending, but our colors were gold or whatever. <laughs> That's weird. And, um, And we had like a really great <laughs> basketball team at the time. And I remember being home and I was like, you know, talking about it and talking about this basketball player and that basketball player. And, and I apologize that I don't remember names. their names it's, it's been a while it's been a while but I was like really excited about like this experience that I was having you know and getting to meet these athletes and support them and stuff mm-hmm. and I remember my grandmother who um, who if she were alive today would be 102 but she mm-hmm. passed away in 08 said to me so this would have been in 1988 so it's a 40 years earlier so she would have been Mm, 60-something, said to me, um, well, you're not going to ever date any of those basketball players. And I was like, "Well, well, why not, Grandma? And she was like, because you don't you don't do that. And I remember being very conflicted at that point in time because, A, I had not considered dating any of them because they were athletes, right? And I'm like this little freshman, little, you know, goaltender booster person. They would, they would not even like notice me. Right. That kind of thing. But she like, that was not going to happen in her, not in my house, not in my house kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, I I, I, I I took it. I didn't fight her on it. I but I, I, I didn't date any black men.
3: Mm-hmm. I you know, yeah.
0: I I didn't. Um and and I and I, and I but I never felt like I never judged any of my friends if they wanted to or anything like that. But I I wonder how many people who had you know, other people yeah. had p- grandparents or parents like, nope.
2: Like my uh, parents, my dad for sure. Oh my, I had my yeah. first my very first crush. I was thirteen years old. His name is Dane Kearns. Um, we were always called right behind each other because I'm, you know, Dana Kelly, and um, he and I told my dad about. He said, "Dane Kearns doesn't sound, doesn't sound... not doesn't sound black," yeah. <laughs> you know. And he found out he went through the yearbook. He was like, "That's a no. That's a that's a strong no." Okay. So I hope that that's not something you're looking to do.
0: Well, yeah. and I wonder and okay, so you know, I wonder if our parents, our grandparents said that to us because of the lived experience that they had And and I know I mentioned this to you at our lunch, was I always find that people who who are in an interracial relationship are so much stronger because of what they deal with. Well, they've mm-hmm. had to... and they're and they're choosing had... to be like, and they're choosing to take yes. all of that on. And That's I find why. that so incredibly inspiring because they're so strong. And I wonder if, like my grandmother's saying, well, "You're not going to date a, you're not going to ever date a black man," because what she saw. People possibly, but she was much older than your dad. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm trying, maybe I'm trying to like lift her up and make her like this saint or something, but
2: non racist. Non racist, but probably it. I mean, at her age, I would expect. Here's my, I don't have a problem with a racist person. Okay. I have a problem with like closet (laughs) racism. That is my problem. Like, is there a way that you races, can d-
0: identify like, that? You're allowed to. You it's know. the colors they wear. It's always yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a hat. The way they, they turn it. It's a have, red hat. It's yeah. got some you know yeah. some white lettering they on have, the
2: front. They have a club. <laughs> like, uh, oh. why not? They're not that's, really. That's, they it in a anymore. very yeah. large
1: fancy closet. <laughs>
2: yeah, was, they wear um, the to I Church. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care. Like you're allowed to. Those are the freedoms like that we all fought for, right? Yeah. Like you can. You're allowed to dislike and like anything you want, right? What I don't feel, what I feel you're not allowed to do is hurt another individual because of your hate. Um, you're not, and I don't feel that you should pass on said hate. Like, you need to keep your hate to yourself. Yeah. Um, and I also, like, I think that hate is an excuse. I mean, I'm sorry. I think that hate is a cop-out. Everybody and every white person, just so you know, I don't feel that every white person gets up every morning and says, well, you know, I do. I just hate those black people so much. I just don't <laughs> like, you know, I think it's a cop out. There are some people in this world who absolutely hate. And it's not just white people against blacks. It's it's other cultures against other cultures and different and, and races and different things of that nature. But hate isn't what everyone is carrying. carrying. Hate, I mean. Uh I think that what people should like really like, you know, put on themselves and like own is that it's they're happy er and they're they've decided to, to deal with and be okay. They're content with it being better them than
0: it's better that,
2: you than me. Better you th- no, that's very You wake powerful. up every every single morning and you, you could get involved. You could right. be more active. Uh, but, but, yeah. but they're too comfortable. They don't that's want to interfere with their life. Yeah. That's right. not my plight. So why should I get involved? That's uh, not my plight. It's not, you know, I, it's not affecting me
0: right and now. So, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm a 50-year-old woman. I don't have a uterus. Why should I care
2: about the abortion the way, ban? It, yeah. The uh, way your kids suffer isn't the way my kids suffer. So why no, should I yeah. get involved? But yeah. it's not going to be long before it moves over to your children.
1: It's a lack of concern for humanity. Period.
2: Yeah. So I think that that's what everybody really needs to kind of like come to grips with.
0: It's not that you wake up every day and say, how can I, you know, screw somebody else over? Mm -hmm. But when you wake up with an indifference for somebody being screwed over is just as culpable. Mm
1: -hmm. There are lots of tiny actions that there are, that people take though that just screw people over all day long right you know it's like there's just there are selfish people out there that every that they're just have there are evil people out there yeah
0: ugly people out there there are people that are that are so miserable in their lives that they are happy when they are inflicting that misery on other people and I just have to say you know like they go fuck you yeah. to them.
2: Their parents didn't use a condom, they were born ugly. No, that's they were born right. ugly.
0: Right. Yeah, their parents didn't use the condom. Listen, people out there, <laughs> if you haven't if you've learned one thing from the episode today, <laughs> always use Wear a, condom. a condom. It will yeah. ensure a beautiful baby every
1: time. <laughs> That's right. Be it a shower baby or a real baby. Mm-hmm. So our glasses are empty, ladies. Yeah, They're bone dry. I know for that
0: for that rose that was.
1: Ah. I know.
0: I think the conversation. I can, is, she has. That's right. Yeah. I tried. But Sorry. but the conversation and our guests definitely made up. Oh, exceeded. <laughs> I, yes. Everything that we could have even Im- imagined. Absolutely.
1: Today. I look forward to keeping this conversation rolling. Awesome. Um, yeah, come so again. Yeah. We were all over the place. I though. know. Like,
0: yeah. As good like, conversations.
1: Flow right. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for
0: thank you for coming and making time to talk with us today. Yeah,
1: oh. and for sharing um, a lot you know, of your personal story with yeah. us.
0: You are an incredible treasure that St. Louis is very very lucky to have.
3: Thank you. And yeah. I I consider yeah.
0: you a friend, a dear friend now. Yeah. And let's let's definitely keep in touch and let's let's do this again, even offline. We yes, don't have yeah. to have conversations yes. like this online I have all to the talk
2: time. To you more about some of your private parts. So <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, you have some questions about okay. you know the. Some Private questions about
2: private parts. All right. Well, Thank you very
3: much,
0: Dana. We're going to... Cheers. And here's to you. Thank
1: you, guys. Hey, Emily, we have some great news for our listeners. I know. I'm so excited. It's almost like how excited I am for the wine part, but even more so. Right,
0: right. Because we are going to combine Clearly Speaking, the podcast, along with our favorite sexual health expert, Dr. Becky Lynn, combine it all into an evening called Adult Bedtime Stories. It is like a fabulous idea and we're so thrilled to be able to bring it to St. Louis. Yeah,
1: this is going to be a live event that we invite people to come and share erotic readings, tell personal stories, engage with a very intimate crowd and even ask questions. You
0: can ask those questions um, in person or if you want to write them down anonymously. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be a really cool event. And uh, the first one is August 29th at Apotheosis
1: Comics from 7 to 9 p.m. Yes. And guess what it's called? Oh, my God. I wish I knew that. Actually, I've got that wrong, didn't I? Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you correct me, Michelle? It's called the
0: big. Oh
1: my God,
0: I wish I knew that's that. Right. <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh, Emily has orgasms on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> she, she usually gets a little tongue-tied when, that's, when she's thinking <laughs> orgasms.
3: That's um, right. So but, we're going
1: to be answering questions, things yeah. like, um, why is it that some people? Like, have orgasms when the wind blows, while other people have difficulty orgasming. Or have never orgasmed yet. Right. Or maybe even lose their orgasm. How frustrating is that? It's... Why do you ask me?
3: <laughs>
1: but
0: yeah, it's not like that. But the thing is, is that um, with having Dr. Becky Lynn there to answer the questions, I mean, there's some science behind mm-hmm. uh, like sex. So, you know, to get to get to that level and, and it's gonna be a small event. It is limited. Right. Uh, you definitely have to get your tickets on our Eventbrite and our and or our Facebook page. They're all interlinked. Um, it is twenty dollars admission, and uh, we, the seating is limited, so don't wait for this to pass you by.
1: Right, and make sure to come with your clothes on. We do encourage nudity anywhere where it's acceptable, and especially in the home. However, for this event, it is a clothes-on kind of affair.
0: We appreciate the decorum of our <laughs> listeners and the people coming to to uh, hear us for the first time, and it is, it is an all-inclusive Event. It is not a women's only or a men's only, or, you know, it's everybody's welcome. You just Mm -hmm. have to make sure you get your ticket, and uh, since it is a ticketed event. So if you have any questions, you have to email us at Adult bedtime stories one and that's gmail.com. a number
1: one yeah, at the
0: end so of that Adult one at gmail.com otherwise we look forward to seeing you guys everybody in St. Louis that can come get your Absolutely. ticket and we'll see you on the 29th of August looking forward to it